the book of Luke, chapter 15, verses 11. I'd like to read 11 through 24. Several passages of scriptures. Beginning with verse 11. And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put on him, and put a, a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf. And kill it, and let us eat, and be merry. For this, my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found, and they began to be merry. For this, my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found, and they began to be merry. It's time for us to be merry. It's time for us uh, to be excited and happy. I, I want you to lift your hands and pray with me as we pray over the Word of the Lord tonight. I want you to pray. I want to speak to you on a subject just simply thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's time for thanksgiving around here at Victory Apostolic Church. It's time for thanksgiving for the Apostolic Church. Amen. God, we thank You for Your presence. We thank You for Your almighty power. We thank You for what we're about uh, to encounter in Your Word. God, we ask, Lord, that You would just send Your anointing in this place. We ask, Lord, that You would just revive us, God. We ask, Lord, that You would just give us a thankful heart, God. God, we appreciate Your mercies. We appreciate Your goodness. We appreciate all the mighty things that You do. God, we're not going to fail to give You the praise and to give You the glory because You alone are worthy of all praise. We thank You, anointing this word, God, as it's brought forth. We ask this in your mighty name. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We find that a certain man, the scripture that I read in your hearing, simply talks about, and a certain man had two sons. Many are familiar with the story, but just to refresh your memory, the youngest one wanted his portion of goods. 
his inheritance that was to be given to him over the course of time. But he wanted it now. Something that he was born into that was deserving and promised to him. But it was something not yet earned. The least he could have done was to show some respect and earn his keep. The father we find divided into them his living. The son began to take his journey with his inheritance. Not many days after this was gathered together, we find the scripture talks about not many days just right after this, as he gathered things together. That tells me right there that he wasn't ready. He didn't take time to think about what it was he was doing, where he was even going. He didn't pray or fast about the situation. Let's not jump into any situation that would cause us to leave our inheritance. Let's stop and and think about what it is that we're about to encounter, our source, our salvation, our family. But the Scripture says that that he didn't do that, that he that not many days after this that he went about his way, but he journeyed to a far country, wasted his substance with riotous living. Not righteous living, but riotous living. When you are righteous, you won't waste your substance. When you're righteous, your money, your time, your life, your health, you won't waste it. You won't take things for granted. You won't put things off. When you're righteous, you put your priorities in perspective. You do that which is required. You do that which that is essential, that which is going to be appropriate to do for not only for yourself, but your family and for God. God honors the righteous. Can I tell somebody that today? We were born to be righteous. The book of Job 15 and 14 says, What is man that he should be clean, and he which is born of a woman that he should be righteous. You're born to be righteous. The righteous are stronger. The book of Job 17 and 9, the righteous also shall hold on his way, and he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. You know what we do when we come to the house of God and we go to an altar of repentance? We begin to clean our hands because it makes us stronger. We begin uh, to wash away our sins and baptism in His name. It begins to make us stronger because that life which was filthy and corrupt and insignificant is washed away. It's forgotten about. It's transformed. It's something new. But we are stronger because of Him. We are stronger because of Him living on the inside of us. God knows the way of the righteous. Psalms 1 and 6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. See the ungodly, the unrighteous today, they don't have any idea where they're going. Many people laugh. Many people say, oh, they're going to hell, my friend. But they don't really know where this place, what this place consists of. It's all like a fairy tale. It's all like a dream. It's all just a figure of speech, something that is said. But my friend, there is a place that he's prepared, which is called heaven. And I desire to go there. But it's only for the righteous. It's only for the thankful. It's only for the godly. My friend, the unrighteous or the ungodly are going to be the ones who are going to perish, who are going to uh, slip into an eternity uh, forever and ever. And they're going to wish that they would have been righteous. The ones that are unrighteous, they uh, will desire to be righteous, but it will be a day too late. 
We find the book of Psalms 34 and 17, the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. My friend, if you're having trouble today, if you're having difficulties today, if you need deliverance out of your situations, addictions, drugs, alcohol, family problems, crisis, depression, whatever it is that you're facing today, my friend, there is a way out. The righteous cry. My friend, the unrighteous, the ungodly can cry out to God and he doesn't hear your cry. But you get a righteous a person. You get a person filled with his precious spirit. You get a person that has God on the inside. You get a person uh, that is a holy living example that wants to do something uh, for the kingdom of God. And you begin to cry out. The Bible says the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and he delivereth them out of all their troubles, not just some, not just a few, not just pick and choose which ones that he uh, categorizes that he wants to uh, to do and supply, but it's all their troubles. My friend, today, we need to grab a hold of that hope today. We need to grab a hold of the fact that he can supply our every need today. Why don't we strive? Why don't we want to be righteous? A righteous man knows how to give to God. In the book of Psalms 37 and 21, the wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. Oh my goodness, a blessed man is a give man, a blessed man gives to God in his house. A righteous man is living for God. Holiness, not, not a spot nor a blemish, not a complaining Complainer, not a backbiter or a gospel, not a jealous or bitter person, not a person with a, 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 a bad attitude. I'm talking about a, a person that uh, believes and shows mercy and gives. A righteous person is that person. You show me a person with these characteristics and you will see a person that doesn't give tithes and offerings. I'm talking about the unrighteous. I'm talking about the unholy. I'm talking about the complainers, the backbiters, the, the ones that are jealous and bitter, the ones who's always out to get, the one who has a rotten bad attitude when it comes to people and anything involving the house of God or anything in everyday living. My friend, show me a person with these characteristics and you will see a person that does not give in tithes and offerings and their time in the house of God. Oh yeah, they show up to the house of God, but not to worship or to give, only to cause problems. But they are wicked. They know not what they do. They payeth not and have not mercy for anyone. Therefore, they can't be blessed, the Scripture says. They have nothing to be thankful for. Psalms 37 and 25, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have... Not seeing the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. My friend, you find me a person that's righteous. They're not begging. They're not complaining. They're not wanting. They're just blessed. They're just enjoying. They're just feasting off the Lord. They are not forsaken because they are righteous. Even from their youth to their, to the middle age of their life and to the, uh, uh to their dying old days, we find that they are righteous. They are not forsaken. And they do not see anyone begging their seed, even their family, uh, begging uh, for bread. When we, when he has spent all there arose a mighty famine. The Bible says the young man, when he took off, he had spent it all. He gave it all to the world. Give it all for himself. But there came a mighty famine in the land. 
and he began to want. The adversary will not catch you when you've got something. He's going to catch you when you've lost it all. The joy, the victory, when you've missed a service or revival or the will of God. If you missed a Wednesday night or Sunday morning or Sunday night, he's going to catch you when you're weak. He's not going to catch you when you've went to three uh, services consistently. He's going to catch you when you slip one. He will not wait until you've lost it all. He is not a fair opponent. He's going to wait until you are weak or when a famine has occurred. He joined himself, the Bible says, as a citizen of that group or that country. Another church, another religion, another worldly group, a social club, a political association. Watch who you hang out with. He was sent to the fields to feed swine. He was eating what the swine ate. He became one of them, all right. He not only became one of the community members, he became not only one of the country there, one of the uh, people uh, there, but he became also one of the swine because he ate and was filthy just like them. No one gave unto him. The Bible said that when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? Here I am, I perish with hunger. He was giving thanks is what he was doing. You had better thank the Lord for what you have today because you might lose it tomorrow. He woke up one day and he was a child of his father. He was the son. He was an heir. He may have not owned as much as the elders. He may have not had as much as he thought he should have had. He may have not got it all at that particular time. But my friend, he woke up and was a son of a great Family. He was the son of a family. Can I tell somebody today that you are a child of the king today? That you are an heir to the throne. You are an heir to God's kingdom today. But he woke up another day, and guess what? He had lost it all. He was eaten with the swine. He was filthy. He had lost everything. He had lost hope. He had lost everything that was promised to him. Everything that he was uh, given, that was given to him by heir, he had lost it. And now he was nothing. He was absolutely filth and ruins and shame, not knowing what to expect. We find that he said, I am not worthy to be called thy son. The adversary is going to tell you today that you are not, wor- you are not worthy. But we find, we find that he began uh, to come to himself. The Bible said when he came to himself that he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare? He was saying the servants are better off. They've got a place to lay their head. They are not in want. They're not hungry. I'm dining with the swine, filth and rejected by everyone. But he began to give thanks. He said, I've got to go back home. I'm going to die here regardless. No one cares about me. I will arise and go home to see my father. The scripture says that he began to say, I'm going to arise and go home. I'm going to apologize for my actions. The scripture says that he said, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Has anyone left God? Has anybody listening under the sound of my voice left God, left home? A backslider, a sinner, lost saint, you gave up on your inheritance, your portion for the world. You're broke, you're tired and filthy from the pig pen uh, of this world. There's someone that left God, this truth, the church, for the grass being the greener on the other side story. Now you are saying it's not what I expected. It wasn't supposed to be like this. I've got good news for somebody today. You are wanted. You can be loved. You can be at home. 
there is a place for you. There's a father waiting. There's a church family that loves you. Maybe you don't have a family. That's okay. The church wants to be and can be and should be your family. But he came to his senses, the Bible said. He came to himself. Somebody just needs to come to yourself today. Someone is going to come uh, to their senses today. They're deciding on coming back to the Lord. You've been thinking about it, but today you're going to do something more than think. You're going to step out and you're going to make action uh, uh, where action needs to be. You're going to walk and you're going to put forth the effort today and go and get back to where you need to be because you're tired of living in the swine. You're tired of living in the pig pen. You're tired of living in the filth. You're tired of living in, in the world. Some are here today, but not where you need to be spiritually. Then it's time to move up. It's time to graduate from the, the pig pen and, and get up to where you need to be, uh, which is on top of the world. You need to be enjoying your inheritance. You need to be shouting and, and giving praise and thanks and worship because of what God is doing for you right now and then what He's going to do for you hereafter. My friend, He is worthy today. You are worthy. You're worthy to be called one of His. You're worthy today. My friend, let God be God in your life today. Let Him be in control. Let Him be the Father that He wants to be. But He said, I'm not worthy to be called a son. The adversary is going to tell you that you're not worthy, but God has a place for you. He said, let me just be a hired servant. He rose and came to His Father. Not knowing what to expect when he was a great way off. The Bible says his father saw him, had compassion. He ran and fell on his neck, kissed him. Some people won't come back to the church because they don't know what to expect. You think someone is going to criticize you, judge you, say it's about time. Now you come back when you've lost everything and you want something. Not this church, not this preacher, not our pastor, not the true saints of the living God. We're happy to see you. This is your home. Even while you were a great way off, we were waving you to come back. But you were so far away, you couldn't see that. You thought we were waving you away. You thought we had a whip ready to punish you for leaving. Not this church family. Not us. You will never know until you come back home. He had to take a chance. His father could have said, you're not welcome, but there's also that chance that I can be a servant. I can just play second fiddle. I can just be behind the servants. Just as long, at least I'll be fed and clothed. If you could tell me to leave, at least I've asked for forgiveness. I can show up, Father, and you can say, get out of my face. I don't want to see you again, but at least I have got forgiveness. And I have done and I, what I felt was the right thing to do. And I can die in peace. But the Bible says he repented. He said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm not worthy to be called your son. But his father said, come here, servants. Give me the best robe in the house. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Put some shoes on his feet. Prepare the fatted calf. Kill it. Let us eat and be merry. My son, who I thought was dead, is alive. He was lost, but now he's found. They begin to have Thanksgiving dinner. Amen. They begin to have Thanksgiving this is what Thanksgiving's all about. It wasn't about having a turkey on that day. It was the fatted calf. His son was like, uh, what is going on here? What's taking place? You're really happy to see me. We need to give the Lord praise. We need to give Him thank. His son thought that this was November. Have I come back at the right time? What's going on? Is this just a coincidence that I come back on a special holiday? 
I walked in on a celebration. The father made it very clear that this was a Thanksgiving dinner because his son was alive and had come home. We need to give the Lord thanks when someone comes home from the world. We need to have a Thanksgiving dinner. We need to have a party. We need to celebrate. Even the angels had Thanksgiving, a party and a celebration. The book of Luke 15 and 10 says, Likewise, I say it to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Be thankful. If you haven't left home, if you haven't left the church, if you haven't left God today, then you've got even more praise and thanks to give unto God. But if you have left, if you have uh, spent your inheritance, if you have been uh, living uh, uh, righteously instead of righteously, my friend, then God still is saying you can come back and I'm still going to give you uh, 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 the, the royal treatment. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to show mercy towards you. I'm still going to give you the best robe in the house. I'm still uh, going to put my uh, spirit upon you and love you. I'm still going to put a ring on you on your hand. I'm still going to put shoes on your feet. I'm still going to prepare the fatted calf. I'm still uh, going to eat and be merry and celebrate and give. Uh, thanks, we're going to have a great time. That's what the Lord is saying to somebody today. First Chronicles 16 and 8, Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. First Chronicles 16 and 34, oh, Give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Psalms 30 and 4, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holiness. Psalms 26 and 7, That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Psalms 95 and 2, Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. Psalms 104, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. Somebody needs to have thanksgiving around here. Somebody needs uh, to give the Lord praise. Somebody needs to just give the Lord uh, some worship. Give, some, give the Lord some time. It's time to have thanksgiving. It's time that we really uh, uh, just uh, relay to Him how we really feel about Him in our lives. What He's done for us. What He's blessed us with. What He's given us. How He has brought us through storms. Storm after storm and just trial after trial. He's the God of praise. He's the God of worship. And I worship the Almighty God. In closing, the elder son was in the field. The Bible says he was coming home from a hard day's work. And he heard music. Dancing. He asked the servants, what is going on? What was the meaning of all of this? Thanksgiving is taking place. It's not November. It's not the season. It's a little late for a harvest celebration. My friend, let me insert this. It's never too late to give God a praise and a thanks. It's never too late to worship and go to His house. But they came to the door. Your brother has come home. Your father has killed the fatted calf. He arrived safe and sound. And we're just celebrating we're having Thanksgiving around here. We're fixing to eat and be merry and just be excited and just have a good time. But the Scripture says he was thankful and came inside. No, it was just the opposite. He was angry. He wouldn't even go inside. His father, we find, came out, the Bible says, and treated him. How many times do 
we stop short of the blessing. We stop right at the door of victory. When we know that the way out of our troubles and out of our problems and out of our uh, uh, situations is our praise and our worship. How many times do we come in the door of the house of God, but we don't go through the door of worship, which can break us out of our situation? We stop short of the blessing. How many times do we hold back when God is trying to tell us to give and do something for the house of God or for the man of God? And we, we put our billfold back and we say, you know, I could use this this week. Things have been kind of tight. But yet we stop short of the blessing. We don't go on through the door and have thanksgiving and trust in God and, and let Him do what He said He would do when we give and do our part. We stop short and then we find weeks later down the road, oh, I'm, I'm in a terrible bind now. I'm in a financial crisis. I'm in a situation. My family's going through this. Why did this happen? And God says, it's because you stopped short of my promise. You stopped short when you should have come on in and just been dancing and having a good time and eating and just responding to the blessings that was taking place. My friend, don't let us approach church like that when we walk through those doors. Let's just don't walk through them and set our, ourselves down, but let's walk on through uh, the door and, and worship. When we sit down on our worship, when we sit down on the man of God, when we sit down when people are praying and lifting up the name of Jesus, and we don't feel we let emotions and we let feelings uh, get in the way and we just sit down and don't get involved, you know what we're saying? I'm not going in there. I'm not happy that my brother's home. I'm just a little bit uh, ticked off. I'm jealous. I'm, I, I didn't want him to come on. I had everything to myself. My friend, we can't be like that. We've got to give thanksgiving in our hearts. We've got to have praise on our lips. We've got to give the Lord thanks and we've got to rejoice together. We've got to love one another. The book of Luke 15 and 29 says, And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years I do serve thee, neither transgressed, I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. What he was saying, you gave him the fatted calf. That was supposed to be for my wedding. That was supposed to be for my party. That was supposed to be for me. I've been loyal to you. I've been faithful to you. I've done the work around here while he's been spending the inheritance. My friend, we can't be that. We've got to be loving. We've got to be thankful. We, we need to be uh, 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 just appreciative of what God has brought us and allowed us not to go into the faraway country in the world. But we didn't know what he had to go through. That brother didn't realize that he was eating with the swine. He was paying for uh, his, his sorrow. He was paying for the things. He was paying for all of those things that he had rejected that were so closely to him. And the Scripture goes on to say, But as soon as thy, this thy son was come, which hath devoured, Thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. He was unthankful. We cannot be that way in our life or living for God. Don't let your wants get in your way. We can't be jealous when we have been here the whole time worshiping, living holy giving and paying our dues, being faithful. And when they come in and say, Pastor, what about me? I've never left you or this church or went out there. You didn't throw a party. You didn't give me a job to do. You didn't kill the fatted calf. I didn't get the special royal treatment, a robe, a ring, and some shoes. Be thankful. Don't stop at the door. Come in and worship and praise and celebrate with us. Let's have Thanksgiving. Let's have a Thanksgiving to remember. Let's be merry. We must be kind to the unthankful. My friend, 
They can be unthankful and unappreciative of all they want to, but we can't be that way. If you're a child of the Lord, if you're a child of God, you've got to be thankful. You've got to be happy in the high. You've got to be happy in the low. You've got to be happy where you're at now. But most of all, you need to be happy where you come from. But even more than that, you need to be happy about where you're headed to. My friend, we need to be thankful today. It's time to have Thanksgiving. It's time uh, to put on the best robe. It's time to put on the best worship. It's time to put the ring on the hand. It's time uh, to sing the best song for Jesus. It's time to put on the shoes. It's time uh, uh, to put on our shoes of, of shouting and praise and worship and witness and doing that which is required, whether it be reading the Word of God, witness to someone, just showing, uh, uh, saying kind words to somebody, just loving somebody that uh, just doesn't seem lovable. My friend, if we're going to put on the best and we're going to receive the best, we've got to be really willing to be thankful. My friend, the Bible talks about this world as unthankful. In 2 Timothy 3 and 2, the Bible talks about, For men shall be lovers of them own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, and disobedient to parents, and unthankful and unholy. This is the world. Hebrews 13 and 15 simply says, By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips. The fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. We need to be thankful, church. We live in a world that's so unthankful. But we need to be thankful. Is there somebody here today that would just like to give the Lord thanks? Could we come to a place in our lives where we can give God thanks for His many blessings? Not only what He's given us and what He's gave us in the past, but what He's going to do. That's enough to give Him praise. Are you thankful for Calvary today? Are you thankful for your family today? Are you thankful for your health today? Are you thankful for your strength? Are you thankful for a sound mind? Are you thankful for a church? Are you thankful for a place of worship? Are you thankful today? Why don't we tell him? Could we come? Could we come? Let's give the Lord thanks today. He is worthy of all praise. He is worthy of all glory. It's time for Thanksgiving. Somebody get the fatted calf. Come on, let's, when the Word of God is, is preached, you know, that's the fatted calf. You know, I, I, I want to be able to give you the fatted calf. I don't want you to come in some nights and maybe a Wednesday night or Sunday morning and say, what are we having, Pastor? What are we having, uh, Brother David? What are we having? Uh, what, what, what's tonight? What's, what's on the menu tonight in the Word? And I, I don't want to say, well, I, I, I don't have, I just got the husk from the, the swine tonight. I don't, I don't have uh, much to offer tonight. I just got a little tonight. You, you're not going to get anything from that. You're not going to receive anything from that. But oh, if I can, if I can find some time in prayer and find some time in, in meditation of the Word and I can talk to God about the service and then get up here behind this pulpit and preach the Word of God, I want to be able to come up and say, hey, let's have Thanksgiving tonight. Pull out your Bibles. We're going to eat the fatted calf. Oh, what a great menu tonight I have for you. we got something great for the Word of the Lord. Somebody needs to shout hallelujah say, let's eat.
and let's be merry. I've got to have something. I've got a difficult a thing that I'm facing in my life. I've got to be fed tonight. I've got to be enriched tonight, my friend. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Come on now. Let's come. Let's give Him thanks. Come on, I've got a fatted calf that I have put out tonight that I want you to continue to eat and then to enjoy. My friend, we need to be thankful. We need to be thankful. Could you come? They're coming. They're coming. Could we come tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now. Hallelujah.